There are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back to another edition of the 1215 Club. I'm here joined as always by Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy, Ariel here in the mic. The boys are a little fired up today. We're coming um, off of Eric, Ryan, and Honolulu. Got, things got a little contentious there with Dan. I, I don't think Dan was a little happy. Not a little. I don't think he was happy at all when you found out that uh, Ryan was on the Rich Eisen show. Yeah, I wasn't here, and I know you were the one that broke the news to it. And I'm I'm excited about the play by play for that, but um, you know, I, I think I don't think the issue is that Ryan called into another radio show. Like, obviously, that's fine, but he called in with the same bit that, bit. and that's I think the issue is like he called in Rich Eisen, and then he then he tried to flame us saying, "Oh, well, you guys left me on hold for an hour, so I got to take my talents to uh, Cleveland or whatever the LeBron thing was," mm-hmm. but. Um, but no, I, I like, okay, like, first of all, and like, Ryan's nice enough, I guess, but like, I mean, I, like, it's not like we're recreating, you know, the, the radio hall of fame here with these segments and they're fun and they're cute and they fill time and that's good and appreciate the effort. But like to call in and to try to like flame Dan, I was like, that was bold. It, it was very ballsy because it was like. All right, now you guys didn't let me on, so I had to go take my stuff other, uh, you know, another place. Yeah, like he's penalizing us. Yeah, like you guys. <laughs> I'm going to show you guys. Oh, no. I'm going to show you guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it went down because Dan was, um, he was outside of my office, and outside of my office is the uh, the Honolulu or the Aloha uh, shirt. So he walks by, and Dan goes, "Aloha, Mario." I said. Dan, I, I saw yesterday there was, you know, some buzz on Twitter that Ryan was on uh, Rich Eisen's show and he thought you would be okay with it because you guys are friends. You know, we're friends with Rich Eisen. We have a long relationship there going back to the direct TV days. And there was somebody on Twitter that had called Ryan out on being uh, on the Rich Eisen show. And again, to your point, I don't think it's the fact that he's calling in to the Rich Eisen show. I'm like, you know, Jeff in Detroit calls into the Rich Eisen show. It's the fact that he took Todd's bit it's todd's bit it's nobody's but todd's bit he took todd's bit to another show i think that's uh, overstepping the boundaries i also thought it was kind of interesting that um because ryan's called in a few times he called in um might have been when we were off one week and did either mock headlines or something like that and rich like pretended that he didn't know (laughs) that ryan wasn't like listen i was the production manager for that show too they definitely know who Ryan Hunt, like, and like, whatever it, it is what it is. But I just find, kind of found that funny. But yeah, I, I just think, um, you know, if he called in and he had like a hot take on, you know, the Aaron Rodgers situation and he didn't get to give that on our show and it wasn't a uniquely Dan Patrick show bit and he just called and was like, hey, you know, this Aaron Rodgers stuff is really blown out of proportion. I'll hang up and listen. Okay, great. But he called with Todd's bit. Like it just, I, that's the part that I understand. And, Maybe he's aware of it or maybe not. Like that's I don't I don't know Ryan personally, so mm-hmm. you know, all I know is from his stuff on air and 
his incessant messaging through whatever social media forms there that exist. But beyond that, like I don't really I haven't met him. Unlike Todd, um, so I, I don't know if he's like playing a part yeah, or not, bit, yeah. or if that's really how he feels. Bill, well, I was curious. Do you get? <laughs> Pardon me. Um, do you guys think Dan, Dan actually seemed like upset? No, he like he was like. You know, like, that's not cool. No, he was upset. because I mean, I don't think I got to finish saying I got sidetracked. But he walked away and he was like, well, tell him if he does it again, he's banned. And I was like, uh, and then Weeks, I think, sent him some clips. And he was like, well, Dan, he's done it a couple times. And I think that's when Dan brought it up today on air. Eric? I love Weeks trying to, like, add like fuel to the fire. He's like, I, he's like I've never texted Dan before. I need to. I need his number just so I can send him. <laughs> Maybe that's not true. I don't know. It could be partially true. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's all in good fun. Um, right. <laughs> the mock, I mean, the mock headlines, the Limerick off. I thought the Limerick off today, Todd came guns blazing, and I loved it. I love to see Todd fired up like that. Marv? Yeah, much respect to Todd, because I thought he was going to get roasted. I thought it was going to be an easy win for my man Christian from Maine. But Todd came through and Todd was like really offended by like the fact that everyone thought that he was going to lose. And so I think he really brought up his A game bars. I I love to even see like the swagger with Todd because he was like he was saying it with like bravado and he was extremely confident in it. I think he needs to bring that every day. But you know what I think? And, you know, I know nobody's really listening. We're just talking between us here. I think he should start doing some limericks that flame up the other Danettes. I think that should be like his little revenge because, I mean, they're constantly getting at him. And we talked about last week with him. They're constantly getting at him for these limericks. I think, why does he put it like poetry in motion? Right. Uh, <laughs> mean limericks about yeah, the Danettes. Who wouldn't want Todd to write <laughs> limericks about them? You had something on Christian in Maine? Well, I was just going to do a little deep dive behind the scenes because... Today, Marvin, I mean, you've been doing phone calls for a year and a half, right? And that was by far the most I've seen the switchboard, for lack of a better term, light up. Like, And there's only like, I don't know, let's say 15 lines. Like, There's only so many phone lines that actually are here, but the way it works is like, if you're calling in and all those lines are full, then it'll just keep ringing. And as soon as one of those people either hangs up or Dan takes a call and we hang up on them, <clears throat> then the line will open up and it's kind of a first come, first serve base at that point. But Marvin, like... And that, so we had that issue with Christian and Maine today because he was trying to call in and for whatever reason, we didn't have his number and it was due to some, uh, the I team really had to jump into yeah. full force yep. to figure out to get a hold of him. Cause that was, I mean, we were minutes away from not having that segment, which really would have been a, a big problem. I think the, um, radio hall of fame certainly would have been calling wondering where that segment was. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's the first submission on our Emmys. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. On our Emmy reel. <laughs> but, but Marv, I, like for like, I'm curious, like, because you must have taken 50 phone calls today. And so, like, what was, like, how did you do that with, with the other parts of your job that you had to deal with for today? It was just absolutely insane. Never in my time here has the phone lines been that nuts. I like, legit, the emails. So, I usually get, even on, like, hot topics, LeBron, Brady, whatever, you'll get maybe, like, 10, 15 emails. I got 44 emails just on the two worst names in sports yeah and luckily it wasn't like a you know it You'll was a have, fun topic it was a like fun topic. 300 on monday too yeah and it was a fun topic so it was pretty easy but the phone calls and we just kept i just kept looking for a 207 number 
which was uh Christian. Christian. Yeah. And there were calls that they were good names, mm-hmm. but sorry, can't take this call. Just I was looking for the two oh seven number. One call. That one call. It even broke like we got so many calls today that I think even like broke this the call screen at one point. He yeah, so the call screen the call disconnected. Screen. <laughs> completely just went offline. Right. It just went offline completely. It did not it did not stop un- from the time they mentioned the two worst names in sports until the show ended, until maybe 15 minutes after the show ended, it kept going. Yeah. It was crazy. Never, 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 never. Jordan versus LeBron, <laughs> Brady versus Montana, nothing has been that crazy as far as calls and emails. I mean, thanks, DP. Can I, I don't know if anyone else thought this, but I was pretty surprised that no matter what, they actually let Todd win the Lim, the Limerick thing. I kind of figured it was going to be an L for Todd either way. I, I don't know if there was any way, given, like I said, his it was too obvious. The way that he did it, the way that he like brought the fire to yeah. say, there's no way you could have given it to Christian and Maine. I mean, he something, came out. Something really, tells me if Todd was doing ones about the Danettes, he'd have a similar gusto as he did today, and probably some not particularly <laughs> TV friendly words. Mar, and I think he has some. Not so nice limericks in the tuck because of the diss record. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, he's probably like, "Oh, hold on one second. Yeah. It's let me, right let me here. Book. It's in yes. the page four. It, like, <laughs> look. Let me open my. <laughs> or damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Todd has his, his manifesto from thirty years ago. It's on the front page. Yeah, I mean, we tracks. we've talked about it. I think on the um, podcast, but like the day that we did the or Tyler did the uh, rap for Chat Row. I asked Tyler, I asked Todd mm-hmm. to write me a rap to go, you know, to diss Tyler. Kind of lame he that you outsourced that to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really the best of. I'm not like. <laughs> oh, you're a, not a wordsmith. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. A, I'm not necessarily like you know a rhyming guy here or whatever. So, <laughs> um, but he ha- he gave it to me within like five minutes of me asking it. This rap and it was like it a had lengthy existed rap for ten years yeah. already. Marv? Yeah, he was definitely definitely ready. He's ready now. So I'm not sure if we should really bring that up we because encourage it. Nah, let's encourage it. Todd gets enough. Okay. And Todd's our friend here. He he came in last week's appearance. I thought it was great. I mean, he comes in here and he's just guns blazing every time. His eyes light up. Eric. He's like, yeah, last week it was funny. After we stopped recording, Todd just like stayed in here by himself <laughs> yeah. after. It was like, I just need a minute to like process everything that happened. I kind of felt bad. I felt like maybe I was coming on a little too strong with some of the uh, feedback. Did he, for did him. he uh, I have a question for you because I've heard you bring up certain things. Did he change any of his behavior with you this week, given our conversation with him last week? Like the emailing and some of like the passive aggressive things that he does? No, I was, I was actually joking about it um, because like he still sent updating it like. 10 a.m. On, yeah. on so he waited two hours. Yeah, yeah. No, but Marvin, did he change like his email etiquette with you at all? Actually, he was trying to be like a little bit humorous. Yeah. When he was like, thanks, Marvin M. Prince. Because, you know, he'll yeah. say our first initial. Just M, yeah. Just M. And I was like, oh, your attempt at humor. I see what you're doing. Guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. LOL. All right. I see what you're doing. But, you know, other than that, he really hasn't been asking for... Like certain things like printing pre-show. Look, I'm not going there, but stuff pre-show really hasn't really gotten really haven't gotten too much, you know, communication regarding that. But what do you guys think of uh, this was another hot topic this week here, uh, at least amongst us. And they should they talked about it or they showed it on the air. Todd's shirt. 
the pizza shirt. I thought that was a great design. Like it, it just and it, I mean, thinking back to that day, I was here the day that the infamous day that Todd took Seaton's pizza, uh, and it was truly as awkward um, as they described it. It was really just an extremely awkward situation, Dylan. I have to say, I, I was not there for it, but whatever the you know minutia is of the whole thing, I kind of am on Todd's side. I feel like it's kind of, you know like. I think if it was, again, we have go back to this theme a bunch, but I think if it was someone other than Todd who took the pizza, it would not be a factor. Yeah, no, it would be a no topic for sure. Um, it's just the fact that he came in the day, you know, we were in the old studio. He came right into the room and he's like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. And just dove right in, like didn't ask anybody, didn't look around. I don't think he even read the room, which I don't know if Todd's necessarily the best at reading the room. I don't think he's a room reader by <laughs> trade. Um and then he just like stuffed the pizza in his mouth and then Cian's like, oh, no, you're not going to eat. You know, that's not my pizza or whatever. Don't worry about it. Eric? As you guys, any a true fan of 12 knows, I'm not a Todd apologist, but like <clears throat> it wouldn't be unrealistic that there would be a random Tuesday pizza party on the show, especially uh, at the old studio with the old uh, regime. And so I think like while I do understand there was only one pizza, uh, actually, I think the uh, one detail that's been lost, I think there were actually two pizzas because I think the French kid had a pizza as well. I'm not sure if they were stacked or, you know, I don't think there was like a bunch of plates next to it and, you know, paper towels and cups for, for Todd's soda. You know, like it wasn't set up like a pizza party, but nonetheless, like it, it it's not completely. And the other the other little fact is like if you remember the old studio, so there was the front row and Seton and Paul sat next to each other. And if you were sitting in seat and seat and you were looking at Dan to his left was kind of like a, I don't know, four foot piece of wood. And on one side was seat and stuff. And then there was we're actually monitors. sitting. We're sitting at the yeah. table. <laughs> it's true. That, that happened. Yeah. Well, actually, we cut off the side because technically um, it was over there. But yes, this is the team, the, the table. But yeah, so there would be monitors in the middle. One side was seat and stuff. And then the other side is where we would have random stuff. The the camera guy would eat his breakfast there. Mm-hmm. Um the you know if we had meat friday stuff we would put it there uh, I mean, we did eventually start bringing the table in but nonetheless like that's where we would have had pizza party stuff um but the lack of awareness of all the other stuff like the reason that he didn't take a plate and a napkin and a, a bottle of water is because it wasn't set up <laughs> for a community event right so that's why he had to take the piece of pizza like you're stating in your memory he had to take the piece of pizza and just stand there and eat it because there was nothing set up for a community pizza event I guess that's fair. But to my point, Todd just doesn't read the room. Like if if I know I'm not going to compare you guys to Todd cuz we're all different than Todd. If you went into a room there was no plates, no mm. utensils, anything. Just two pieces, two pies of pizza there. Would you take a piece of pizza? Yes or no? No. Um, probably not, but I might inquire or, you know, you'd ask, sur- survey the scene for yeah, a little bit. Exactly. See if people are eating you'd, from it. You'd read the room and we keep I going think back to I, Todd's a pretty astute fellow. I don't, I'm going to guess he probably didn't assume that they were just communal pizzas. I think he was probably like, I'm going to try this out and see if anyone says anything. I don't think he had the awareness in that moment. He just had got of, out of probably the bathroom, if we're being honest, <laughs> um, he, he had plenty of, plenty yeah, of room. He was, he, he was flush, as I said. <laughs> um, kind of transitioning here. Sure. Right. You had an incident with Dan yesterday um, that you got a little <laughs> bit of heat for. 
uh, behind the scenes. So Tan- Dan does uh, the That Scene podcast. He usually records it after we are done with the show. Right. Probably about 1 o'clock, one thirty. Uh, so yesterday we have the Airstream in one of the rooms here in the back. Right. And Dan went in there to go take a nap. And apparently it was Eric the Big German's job to wake him up from said nap so he can come back and record that scene. How did this play out? Because I just saw that Dan was scrambling at one point because he didn't get woken up from his nap. What happened, Eric? Okay, so it was like 12.10, let's say, and Penny and Winnie were playing outside in the um, field house. It wasn't outside. They were playing in the field house, and Dan and I were out there just kind of shooting the breeze. And he's like, hey, I'm going to go take a quick nap. And I was like, oh, cool. And I started walking with him. I was like, you know, where was he going to go? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I just kind of making small talk. I was like, oh, what time are you going to wake up? And he's like, well, the interview is supposed to be at 1230, but um, I think it's at 1 now, so 1245. He's like, but just text Brendan, and he can let you know if I need to get up earlier. I was like, okay. I was like, enjoy your nap. And I closed the door behind him. <laughs> and so I went outside. I actually sprayed for weeds, and, like, I was doing other stuff. And I came back in at, like, I don't know, 12. It was 12.48, maybe, 12.50. Yeah. And I started looking for Dan, and he wasn't around. And I think I even asked if anybody had seen Dan, and everyone was like, no. And I'm like, okay. And it was like 12.54, 12.56. And I'm like, creeping. Yeah, and I'm like, all right. So it was like 12.58, 12.59, and the guests arrived early for his That Scene interview. So uh, I just went in to knock on to make sure he was all right. And I had, I think he didn't realize he was going, yeah, Eric. Uh, <laughs> and, Which uh, he tends to do. He, yeah. He talks. And, and, uh, so, and, and yeah. And then he was like, what do you need? And I was like, um, your guest is here for the interview. And then he was like, why, why didn't you wake me up? And this is, as he's walking away and I'm like, <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I took responsibility cause I guess I should have been clearer about it, but I thought he had an alarm set. Um, and clearly he didn't. But um, Dan, the consummate professional, did a great interview. Um, I listened to a lot of it. It was really good. Um, so whenever that comes out, I'm sure people will enjoy it. But, um, yeah, I felt bad that he was not able to kind of get into the right headspace. Because that's the only problem is, like, you know, you're napping in yeah. a foreign place. Like, Dan doesn't nap in there every day. He wakes up to a knock on it on, you know, like, oh, what is this? And then he's just to, like, walk 25 steps and then sit down and interview somebody. Like, I'm, I feel bad that... It was apparently my responsibility to wake him up. I really like I sh- if I didn't ask anything, I don't know who would have woken him up because I was just making small talk. Uh, but um, not small talk. But, you know, I was just like, oh, how long are you going to sleep for? Shooting breeze. Yeah. And um, anyway, so, yeah, I guess that was my fault. Uh, Dylan? <clears throat> um, I don't I This sort of goes back to what you said about Dan being the consummate professional. But I know, like, if I take a nap, like, right after we- I'm still pretty useless for probably half an hour after I wake up. So to go from nap to interview front to back is pretty, uh, pretty tough. Eric, as much as Dan is a professional broadcaster, he is as much a professional napper. As long as I've worked with him, he has taken naps every day, uh, at least once, um, sometimes twice. So, um, I think he's pretty good at, at turning around. Um, but yes, I'm with you. Like my problem with napping is I nap for like three hours and then I'm ruined for two days. Ruined so I can't, I, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the last thing on a nap thing. If I take a nap, um, I can't sleep tonight, that night. So kind of ruin it. Kind of ruins my whole sleep schedule for the rest of the evening. Would you say you'd be shot? I, no, I, think, be, I, think, I think that's a fair so adjective shot, to describe it. You'd be the shottest. <laughs> Any uh, 
notable guest that you like this week? I know Eric, you had an interaction with Eddie Johnson, the Suns uh, analyst today, that you that stood out. Yeah, it was kind of funny because uh, he joined super early. It was like nine oh eight or something like that, and I was like, oh. And um, he's in a golf cart, and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I, I didn't realize where he physically was, and he was like, yeah, no, I'm just playing golf, and it was funny, Dylan and I were listening to it, because, like, you know, I checked in with him, and he had to, like, adjust his phone, and blah, 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 and then I was like, all right, well, there's, you know, it's like nine twelve, and I'm like, well, we still have a couple minutes left in the segment, and then it's like a five-minute break, so he probably like seven or eight minutes, he's like, oh, okay, and then all of a sudden, like, you hear him, he's got his Bluetooth headphones on, he's like, talking to this guy, talking to that guy, and <laughs> it's kind of funny, but... um it is interesting, like how many people have joined from the golf course. Like that's mm-hmm. not an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Phil, he hadn't Phil teed Mendelsohn off a couple years. That ago. makes sense. Yeah, but like, I mean, just random people too. But yeah, he um he hadn't teed off yet. Um, I mean, I could tell you all everything that happened if you want. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, oh, are you like you know on the back nine? I forgot he was in Phoenix. It was early, but how does yeah. that go? Like when these guests come on, like do you try to have like a conversation with them, or it's like, all right, yeah, Dan will be right there. So I know I feel like you take different approaches, I guess, with different guys because you like you know you we have Sims on all the time, Florio we have on all the time, but like these newer guests, you kind of try to like have a conversation to put them in a talking mood or check their mics. How does that go? Yeah, I'm definitely not like a professional conversationalist, so um, <laughs> I don't like you know try to talk about last night's game or anything. But part of checking them in is you want to make sure their signal's stable and that their audio's good, so you can't just be like. Okay, count to three. All right, great. Yeah, Dan will be there in two minutes. So I'll try to like say something to them. Um, try to notice something in the background. Like Steve Palazzolo, he always has his kids like little chairs in the background. So <laughs> I try to always like mention that um, or whatever. Yeah. So I, basically, I want to try to you know talk to him for a minute or two. Um, sometimes I can't though because because I direct the shows too and do a bunch of other stuff in the control room We're in the middle of a segment. It depends like, yeah, we could be live in a segment or like we could have multiple clips or we could be doing a live look in. And so there's just, there's a lot of different variables, but I try my best. I mean, the guys like Florio and Sims, like, you know, Sims is calling from a studio. So as long as I hear him and see him once, like I know that that's going to be good. Um, and it's usually the same setup. Every time yeah. He's calls. calling from a studio. Yeah. Um, so, you know, or like sometimes if, if someone's cause it's, you know, we're a radio show first, right? Like in terms of the the number of viewers and how widely distributed it is. Like, yes, we're on Peacock and that's international, but um, but really the the line share of our of our viewership or listenership is is over radio. So I want to make sure the audio is good, right? So sometimes I'm in a weird spot because like if it's sketchy, I don't want like it's a little bit more forgivable when you're watching and you can see like, Oh, they're having connection problems as opposed to like you're driving down the highway and someone's like cutting in and out or phasing or, you know, they're using an iPad and Dan's feeding back through because there's a cover on it or any, uh, but so it's like, it's kind of like as the television director, I want to try to maintain the visual as much as possible, but it's obviously my responsibility to make sure that it sounds good as well. So sometimes I'm talking to them for an extended period of time, just in order to just to make sure like it. see how good it is and we've had a couple times where it failed for the most part we've been pretty good uh i remember we had on that um the current player who like uh this is a couple weeks ago and like in the middle of his interview a baseball player i Fernando think Tatis. yeah in the middle of his interview like his, his internet went out completely right yeah you had to call him um so i always feel bad when that i mean not that it's my fault but i just feel bad when something goes sideways marv and also speaking of guys on the golf course you see how the other half lives like, oh, what are you doing? I'm just on the golf course today. Yeah. Like, I've been off for five months. Like, Barkley, like, when the conference finals are over, 
Barkley's off until like October. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just on the golf course. And Eddie Johnson <laughs> on the golf course. You know what I found funny about it? It's like he's in Phoenix. So what is that? They're two hours behind us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like 930 here, 730. He's just like bright as a, you know, he just called the game last night. But he's like he was super energetic. And he was great. I thought he was a great interview. Mario at 7.30 a.m. is typically pretty shot. Yeah. yeah oh, for sure. I try to avoid, avoid talking to every single one of you guys. Dill? Including you. You, you don't want to talk to me you, in the morning? You more so than Why? anybody. Why is that? Because <laughs> I don't want to talk to you at 7.30. Right. Um, it is funny, though. Like Even if there's guests aren't actively on the golf course, which does happen, they're... I'd say 50% of the time, whoever we're talking to is like, all right, I'm going to the golf, like is headed there. Yeah, like John Smokes causing. Yeah, he's always like this. Everyone's playing. Smoltz. While we're talking about guests and, you know, great interviews this week, I think one of the best interviews that we have, and he, you know, when he comes on, he's always great, is Rex Chapman. Um, you know, he's made it known, he's told his story on the show, and I think just his willingness to be open and kind of just say exactly or answer exactly what questions Dan has for him. Um, makes that interview always great, and we always get a great reaction to it from our fans, at least. Don't. Um, it's also too. I know he's uh, plugging his uh, podcast and stuff too. I've actually listened to a few episodes. Yeah. It's pretty. It's you know, obviously, it's called whatever charges. I think, and yeah. it's you know, sort of re looking at his past and like other people's. But it's he's definitely an interesting story, and like it's kind of it's always interesting seeing like the you know people who are too big to fail that. Ultimately, that's not true. Yeah, I mean, and it's then, an but then they story. like it's cool to see that like he's on the yeah come out know, the other side. Yeah, you know, he's doing a lot of good things. Yeah, that, you know, um, Meet Friday got a great reaction today. I haven't had it yet. Real quick, Eric, what do you think? Tremendous, incredible. Bill? Uh, um, I really like corn. So not the sandwich. No, the, the sandwich. sandwich. No, I, I as you can tell, the sandwich is gone. Um, I really like the. Tea. I don't know it's if that. Just, I don't know if that's like a tell sign for you. Though. Yeah, you, I'll, you eat, eat anything. I'll eat anything. Yeah. But um, I will say formal complaint about the sandwich. My hands are kind of sticky, and I don't like that. Oh, well, uh-huh. <laughs> Marv, have you tried it yet? I have not. I'll be with you right after yeah. we finish, and we'll see how it goes. Eric, um, how's Tyler doing with me Friday? The product at the end is great. <laughs> um, the process to get there has been a bit frustrating for me. Um, Tyler has an important job. It, he doesn't have a lot to do, but when it has to happen, it has to happen right. And I think that because most of the time he's just sitting there monitoring chat row and waiting for a commercial break to happen, uh, he feels like he can kind of just be a little laissez-faire or pull in Jack the intern who's never run audio before. And then all of a sudden something happens and Tyler's, you know, basting chicken in the kitchen. And <laughs> Double the, frying yeah, the chicken and, cutlets. And, I'm, and so I specifically for like, you know, three months now have been telling him, you have to select menu items that you can make in advance or other people can execute. You know, like a hot dog sandwich could be great, right? Make a mm-hmm. cold hot dog. You're thinking hot dog salad with pickled onions, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something like that. But no, all seriousness, like, you know, this is not an easy thing to do. You know, a fried chicken sandwich. You can't do that five hours in advance and have it, you know, like pulled pork sandwiches you could make the day before, put the buns out, you can make some pickled onions, you can still do them up. But so, and, and I, he wants to do a good job and, you know, he loves getting the attention. He pretends he doesn't like it, but he's so giddy. I was watching him today. Dan did a, a read for Traeger. They were talking about Tyler and I was just watching his face, his, his, 
I think he probably has a stretch mark on his face. He was smiling so big. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, well, he told us. He was like, cause we, I can't hear the radio. I only hear the TV side. Uh, and he was like, well, Dan just called me the uh, most valuable BRG, BRG backroom guy. Dylan? Yeah, no, he he was a little more excited when he told us. Like, He's like, guys, uh, oh, I'm the most valuable backroom guy. <laughs> All right, last week before a vacation next week. We're looking forward to that. Dylan, how about you send us off? I will. I, I want you to do it like I usually do it. That's all we got today, folks, from Dylan the Graphics Guy, Mutt Ario, Eric the Big German, and Mark the Prince. Have a good weekend, everyone.